You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of the KC Laboratory. Welcome into a live edition of the Casey Laboratory presented by Emprise Bank member FDIC. We are going early today on the, on the live stream. Uh, obviously, there are some very important football games that are happening tonight that we want to make sure we are all watching and all of you get to watch and enjoy. So we move some stuff around a little bit here. I'm here with my friend Matthew Lane. Maddie, let me be the first person I'm sure to wish you a happy new year. Uh, you are. Thank you. I, I was getting worried that everybody forgot that I also came into the new year and nobody had directly wished me a new year, Kent. So I appreciate that. Um, happy new years to you as well. Um, I can't wait until about like April when I know to put 2024 on the end of the date, um, just in time for to start thinking about it being the 2025. But I, I'm glad we're doing this early. Um, because I'm, quite frankly, this is one of the few times where I like to you know, flex the tiny bit of power I have here at KCSN and say, I'm not doing a show during the college football playoff. <laughs> so now we're bringing this to you guys early so I can sit down and not have to stare off to the side at my TV the whole time to watch Alabama put it on Michigan and for the shootout of Washington, Texas. Hollywood. Hollywood is what I would, what I would call it. Uh, happy New Year's to everyone. Cheaper 65 TPT saying happy New Year's to everyone except the Bengals. I'm okay with that. Well, happy New Year's to them too. Happy, yeah. Happy uh, another year without a ring to all of them in Cincinnati. Uh, so congratulations to you on that. Okay, so um, and we want to talk about, you know, kind of the playoff outlook for this team. We want to talk about the playoff feel a little bit for this team. Um, But I, before... And this all ties to it, I think, because last night I woke up. I went to bed early, as as you know, those as, as the olds would do. Um, we watched the ball drop at eleven, and you know that freed up our ability to go to bed. I woke up in the middle of the night, about three a.m. Couldn't sleep. Decided to put the game on. So I I watched back, and I watched the I watched the entire Chiefs game last night in the middle of the night. And maybe it's just being awake in the middle of the night. Uh, um, there's a lot of thoughts I have about that game. So, I don't. Do I go a little bit positive, a little bit negative? You know, where, where, what do you think, Maddie? Should I go negative or should I go positive right off the top? I think the positive. I'll, I'll save the positive. Um, I was going to ask which which one of them parlays more into talking about the playoff picture. The positive. Gonna, okay. The positive. Believe it or not. So you know what can't. Everyone's having a great new year. Everyone's, you know, waking up, shaking off their hangover from the night before. Why don't you just go ahead and darken their day even more and hit them with your negative thoughts from rewatching the game at 3 a.m. last night? Okay. And there, there is actually not, there's not a ton of, uh, there's not a ton of negatives after on the rewatch. I think we got through a lot of them. I think Marquez Valdez Scantling leading the Chiefs wide receivers in snaps <laughs> last night. Despite all the frustration and all the, you know, all the, you know, mistakes and, you know, the the crucial mistakes, two things. That's frustrating. It's frustrating that we are at this point. Maddie, to your point, I don't think they have any other choice. I think you're right when you say that. They need him out there because he knows what to do and where to be when he drops the football. Yeah, sorry, I didn't know you were throwing it to me there. I was just laughing and shouting out at my guy, Kenny. Uh, we always bond over our L our love and hatred for LSU being good and bad. Um, yeah, MVS, MVS has to be has to be out there because, yeah, unfortunately, he's one of the two wide receivers that actually knows the playbook, right? And, like, maybe McCole Hardman coming back. We mentioned this on the postgame show. Maybe McCole Hardman factors in here, but as of right now, it's MVS and Watson. And even if you look at Justin Watson, I think MVS runs more a bigger variety of routes for this team he does more stuff they don't ever have watson really be a guy catching a screen they had mvs running orbit motions was he good at it no but they can do it he knows it so like it's highly unfortunate that like their least efficient player right now is mvs and he has to be on the football field to tell other guys where to align 
because he can play any of the three positions on any given down, wide receiver positions on any given down, and and run the play out. Will he execute it well? Will he be a net positive? Ah, debatable. But he knows what to do. And if you want to get like real like crazy about it, look how many times Rasheed Rice looks to MVS to ask where to line up before a play starts. And like I'm not trying to defend MVS, but it happens a lot. So if you put a Richie James out there instead, or even a McCole Hardman without knowing that he can do it, like who is to say that somebody else is going to be able to tell Rasheed Rice where to correctly line up? And then if Rice is thinking about if he lined up correctly, he might be trying to adjust his right. Like, there's a lot of other stuff that goes into it. It's so like, I hate it. I hate it. I don't like it. MBS still serves a purpose, even though he's dropping nearly every pass that comes his way right now, even though he's being very inefficient. He still unfortunately serves a purpose for what, what the team's doing. And eventually, if he can ever find his confidence again, maybe find a little bit of rhythm, he still gets open downfield. Like, yeah, he's in position to drop all these big downfield plays that would be game altering plays. Like, he's in position to do so. When's the last time that Richie James, when's the last time Kadarius Tony was in a position to drop a downfield bomb? Not other stuff, but to like drop a game changing play. Those guys haven't been in that spot. MBS gets there. Yeah, he gets the opportunities, but like, you know, there's a reason he's out there, as unfortunate as it may be right now. I think there's a potential for an MVS redemption arc that's not going to just heal all the wounds of the last year. But if he fixes it in the playoffs and comes down with one or two of these big plays, it could really go a long way. Um, did you watch Travis Kelsey on the MVS under, under drop? Did you, have you watched back and look at that and seen that? He Tyron Matthewed it. He was mad. But so like, he also is the one that went over to MVS on the sideline, held his hands, told him it was going to be okay, you know, whispered sweet nothings into his ear so that he could come back out there and then drop the deep shot. But uh, Travis Kelsey was the first guy that went over to him on the sideline to, you know, like reassure him. And that's what a good leader does. Like we can say whatever we want about Kelsey this year. He was pissed on the field. I'm sure it's annoying for all of those guys, but he also immediately went over to him on the sideline and like was the first guy to talk to him. Yeah, I think there's there's obviously a lot of underlying frustration. Well, like I, there has to be with some of these you know key players, while also acknowledging they don't have any other options, you know. And I think that's been something to watch. It's been interesting, right? You know, Travis Kelsey has definitely done a phenomenal job, you know, putting his arm around guys when they need it, when no one in Kansas City wants to do yeah. it, like MVS and Kadarius Tony, and you know some of these other guys. So. That's been, you know, that's obviously a sign of leadership. Boy, howdy. I, the other thing that's just like a little bit like, I, I have plenty of, like, I have positives to take. I believe me, I have positives to take away. Um, and I'll just say like some of the, so outside zone run scheme got shut down entirely by Cincinnati. I thought that was really rough. Um, that's just a quick little note for me. I think there's, there's something positive. I want to get there on the run game here in a second. Um, the other thing that's just kind of like a little bit like a little downer before we get to the positive stuff. I do think, I mean, it's bit, I, I think last night was a big moment for me watching Tra Travis Kelsey, just watching him love him. One of my all time favorite players. He definitely looks a step slower as the season goes on. And that's been really hard to watch and it's kind of hard to come to grips with. Right. Um, I think, you know, we're all so close to the fire. I kind of compare it to, you know, sometimes you'll, you know, when you have a parent that's aging, you will, you, you sometimes you're the last person to really recognize it, right? And not, and this is, I, 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 my observations from some of, you know, my situations in the past is like, I think sometimes you're the last person to, you know, really acknowledge it because you're so close to the fire and you see them every day, right? I think it's kind of the same thing. I'm because of how much we watch because of how much we watch this team and how much we've seen of a Travis Kelsey. I think it's been really hard for me to come to grips a little bit with that. And he's definitely slowed down as the seasons went on and not that he can't be still a productive player and this offense can't run through him, but it is it is noticeable in a different way than it's been in the last couple years. Um and yeah, it's just like I mean that's obviously not something you want to see as the playoffs hit, but there's also uh, another side of that. I don't know if you have any Kelsey thoughts before we move on. Yeah, 
I'm leaving a little bit of wiggle room to this to say, like, if he gets a little bit of time, another week off, not that the first bye week helped, but if you give him another bye week here, you give him, you know, some rest in this final week if they go that route. Does he hit, hit the playoffs a little healthier? And then all of a sudden, there's just a little bit more juice. Like, knowing it's literally do or die, is there a little bit more juice? You would have liked to see that in some other games throughout the regular season, like the big ones in particular, to have a good belief. So like, I'm leaving a tiny bit of wiggle room for that. But for the most part, I, I don't think the offense can run through him. Even this year, I don't think the way Travis Kelsey is uh, moving this year, just compared to previous years, I don't know if you can run the offense through him. Can he still be this team's best receiving option? Yes. Can he still be the primary guy? Yes. But I don't know if you can funnel the entire offense around what 87 does this year and come away with consistent success. Because when teams do decide to completely erase him, they completely erase him. It's no longer, oh yeah, Travis Kelsey got double teamed every play. He went for 80 yards on 12 targets. He goes 10 targets for 12 yards when, when big teams try to go out there and take him away. Like when that is their end all be all goal for a game, they can completely erase him and then other guys have to step up. And just at that point, I don't know if you can run the offense through him. He can be a main part of it still. I do leave a little bit of hope that the playoffs are going to hit. He's going to kind of flip some form of switch and get a little bit better. But I just, I am worried if it becomes the offense like it was last year, where it's like, hey, Kelsey's going to dictate the coverage and how they play him is going to kind of dictate the reads of everybody else. I just don't think that works anymore. Um, And so, like, I'm interested to see how some teams play the Chiefs in the playoffs. Is it Kelsey catches double teams nonstop all game long? Or do some teams see what he has left and, and try to, send a little bit more attention to, to Rice. Try to maybe get a few more guys in the box if the Chiefs decide to lean into the run game a little bit more again. Like, I just don't know if he has that same level of fear and that same impact when teams are sending a lot of people at him. And I don't think the offense is entirely running through him the same way it always has. Correct. Like, I agree. Recently. And that's a piece of the optimism I have. We're going to take a break. We're going to get back to all kinds of optimism and then look at the outlook of the Chiefs in the playoffs right after this. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. All right, cool. So we got through some of the, you know, things that were not as optimistic or positive. I have, like, walking away from that game, I actually have more positivity than I thought I would um, in this game. And there's a few reasons for that. So, um, and by the way, I think I said Marquez Valdez-Scantling led the Chiefs in snap, or the receivers in snap counts. I'm sorry, he was second. He still was high up there. Rashid did out-snap him. Um, But... Okay, I said that, you know, the wide the wide zone stuff, I didn't think looked particularly great. But when I looked at, and when I watched back on this game, some of the adjustments that the Chiefs made personnel-wise, schematically, 
I think worked. Now, there's a huge caveat here that the Chiefs red zone was abysmal this week. Okay, I do want to acknowledge that. I'll get back to that in a second. <laughs> I have some thoughts there. Okay. But I looked at I look I look at the snap count. Noah Gray, fifty nine percent. He has a great game. Uh Rushy Rice, you know, Travis Kelsey continually there. They, you know, they they went a little bit heavier personnel at times, but they found some things that worked. Heavier personnel is one of them. Under center, I think they did some good things under center in the run game. Uh, they tried to break some tendencies with some true drop back. They they straight dropped back out of a out of a three tight end set and just you know it was it were no play action just drop back. They're trying some things there. You know they got Noah Gray involved a little bit more, which I think helps solve some of those problems. They ran the ball. Their 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 power their gap stuff their downhill run game was very very good. So when we're looking at the totality of this offense, we're saying, okay, they went heavier. They got, they took some of the receivers off the field. They ran the ball. They ran the ball downhill effectively, very effectively. They were moving people in the run game downhill. Like, very impressive. Um, And then obviously, and, and they hit some deep shots and they got some explosive plays. They, they, they fizzled on the, on the other side of the 50 yard line. Which is not a ton of three and outs, fizzling on the wrong side of the or on the right side of the fifty yard line and putting themselves in a situation to kick field goals. I think Andy played the game and made good decisions there. You know, with the choice with the choices to kick field goals. But I'm uh, I like and I'm optimistic because this offense was able to move the ball effectively and put themselves in a situation to kick all those field goals. And I know that that's a sad starting point. But this team still put 25 points on the on the on the on the on the board. They didn't turn the ball over. They didn't get any short fields. Or they did they, they didn't get they didn't have any short fields because of turnover, sorry. I mean, I know they turned the ball over once. Um I don't know. I walked away saying I I see the path to how this team can win. And I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that this team is able to replicate that in the playoffs with a couple tweaks, which I will get to. But I want to give you a chance to <laughs> shoot to 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 calm me down and shoot shoot down my optimism and all okay. that because I know it's coming. <laughs> yeah, this is this thing says like I don't want to just be negative um, about it, but like I. I didn't got to fully rewatch the game. I skimmed through it again. Offensively, I think they did some good stuff. I think the run game was very, very good. They they leaned away from just heavy outside zone. Although Pacheco did bust one on outside zone as well, uh, a good run. But they got away from it. They had a, what felt like a more 50-50 split, letting guys get downhill, and the Chiefs' offensive line was working. You, you want to see that as a Chiefs fan when you were going to get those kind of favorable looks. And they did it against single high a lot. Not heavy boxes, big distinction, distinction here to be made. But it gets single high, which means there's at least another available safety to insert late into the play, and they were still having success, right? So, like, that was, I think, good. I think that was a good sign. If they can do that game in and game out, that's going to open up some more stuff to attempt to take the shots downfield, which they did, and that is what I'm most excited for about this game. But going back to kind of your point of fizzling out on the, the right side of the 15th, like, yeah, that's good. But when you go 3 for 12 on third downs... Boy, excuse me for being too hyped up about that, especially yeah. when you're going up against a Cincinnati Bengals team that is bottom six in the NFL in third down conversion rate, and they're missing DJ Reader, who, as we saw by the Chiefs' run game actually being good, really matters, yeah. right? So, like, I think it's really bad to go 3 of 12 against a not-good team on third down uh, if you're the Chiefs. I think their third down offense was incredibly poor. They were checking the ball down before below their short of the sticks over and over again, like, I think they were playing a very safe, very smart game, and we're waiting not for the Bengals to lose the game, but they were just trying to not lose it themselves. I think they played... I'm not saying the decisions were poor. I just think the Chiefs kind of coached to protect themselves the entire time. I think Mahomes played to protect this team from making the mistakes, from making the turnovers, from making the penalties, but it's hard for me to really bundle that up into confidence moving forward because I don't think you win more than one playoff game 
coaching and playing as conservatively as the Chiefs did, especially, again, if you're going to go 3 of 12 on third down, if you're only going to convert one drive into a touchdown score because your offense in the red zone just completely, completely stalls out time and time again, like that gives me just as much concern as the fact that the Chiefs finally pushed the ball downfield vertically does confidence. So it's, you know, every time it's one step forward, two steps back, every time this offense starts to show a little bit of help, you know, a little bit of promise. We got Mahomes playing confidently versus the Bills after the slow start against the Patriots. We're moving forward. Then what comes? The Raiders game, where he loses all that confidence. Nothing seems to be going right. You're two steps back. This game, they push the ball downfield and they get favorable looks. That's a step forward. But then, oh, they can't play on third down. They can't execute in the red zone. That's two steps back. It's just every single time there's a little bit of promise, it almost always comes with more, I don't want to say negativity, but like a dampening on that promise right away. So I am simultaneously still optimistic and agreeing with a lot of what you just said. <laughs> okay. And so here's how I kind of look at it. I think the the baseline formula for how this team is going to win in the playoffs kind of got established last night. So I think, oh, boy, just wait. Just wait. I you, no, I get, uh, you're right. No, you were correct. Okay, I want to be very clear. You were correct. And I've seen a lot of people say that we have to accept the Chiefs are a defensive team. And I, I'm going to let you finish and get where you're going. But like a lot of people suggest like this is how the Chiefs have to win games. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be through the defense and the offense playing control. I don't disagree. The thing is, you don't get to play Jake Browning in the Cincinnati Bengals and the 28th ranked defense in the playoffs. So like that's where my concern comes in for that. And I understand. And I, no, and I understand that entirely. Um, I think... How do I say this? I think, you know, I think the the game manager Mahomes Mahomes is like it's a little bit, you know, disconcerting because he is, you know, working down quickly and he I mean he missed a couple throws that he just flat out didn't trust Justin Watson on a hitch route. You know, to find to find space and be in space and just work down to the check down. There's definitely a little bit of I'm just going to throw to the guys that I trust. He trusts Travis Kelsey, Rasheed Rice, Isaiah Pacheco led the team in catches this week. Uh, Noah Gray to an extent. That's mostly where, like, if he's going to work, you know, in tight spaces or he's going to work down, those are the guys getting the ball. He's still going to take a shot here or there to a Justin Watson. He's going to take a shot here or there to an MBS. I think they, I think Mahomes and the Chiefs managed that game well against a team that they should beat, against a team that they were favored to beat comfortably. But, I look at a couple, how do I say this? I looked at a couple of these situations, right? And some of these choices. The Chiefs put themselves in the red and they got it to a fourth and four. I think in the playoffs, there's going to be a little bit more aggression in some of those situations. I think there will probably be a couple, you know, situations that pop up in a different game against a different team where the Chiefs are not going to settle for three. I think Andy felt that game out. He felt pretty good about the defense continuing to do what they'd been doing where, you know, they shut the deep they shut the Bengals out for 36 minutes. And I actually think some of the decisions from Mahomes maybe have maybe would have been a little different. And I think, you know, some of the choices he made on third down to throw to the flat and put themselves in a fourth and two might matter, you know, when it comes playoff time. I think that there's a little bit more aggression that this team can have in certain situations. And they just have to, you know, they had to put a good play call together. They got to put their best stuff out there. I just, I, I have a hard, like with all the struggles that this team has, finally finding some things that really worked, being able to push the ball down the field a little bit, finding that a little bit, running downhill effectively, consistently, um, making a few personnel tweaks. It all worked. That all worked. There are execution things that need to happen in the red. But just, you know, I think it's like one, one possession away from really opening some things up and putting themselves in a really favorable position in the, in the playoffs. And I think that's when there's got to be some level of these coaches putting their best stuff out there and finding stuff, knowing that they're going to have it. 
in the bag, right? Like, I, I think that's where we've got to just trust to some degree that this team has some stuff cooking. They're establishing some stuff. They're going to be able to put some things together and scheme some things up because we, this team always seems to look a lot better in some of those crucial downs in the playoffs. With the hey, the, they were they were terrible on third and short all season, and then they were awesome in the playoffs. You know, some of the some of these little things, like they might be able to solve just a couple of those things, and that could be the difference in this team making big steps in the playoffs. Where I think we, I think we saw a good solid foundation for what can happen, and now it's just a matter of, you know, if if they, if they get a little bit better on third down, just a little bit better in the red zone, that might be enough to still do some damage in the playoffs because of how good this defense is. I I think if you do those things, you give yourself a fighting chance. Uh, like, I think that there is, you do need to see a little bit of improvement like you're alluding to, and even it's not a lot, but a little bit, and you give yourself a fighting chance. I do think there's a gap between the, the Bengals defense and what they're going to see in yep. any playoff matchup. I think there's a gap between... Now that the Chiefs defense hasn't been great, and now that the Bengals offense with Jake Browning has been bad, but when you, once you remove T. Higgins with the hamstring injury and realize it's Jake Browning and Jamar Chase, while healthy, is coming back from a shoulder injury, like I think there's a reason to expect that you know the opposing offenses that you're about to face in the playoffs are probably a little bit better. Like I still think you're just putting yourself without substantial growth. But if the Chiefs don't have substantial growth from what we just saw offensively from this week to the playoffs, then I think you're just giving yourself a chance to win. I don't think you're making yourself a favorite. I don't think you're making yourself likely to win. It's just a chance because their passing game metrics, like they're terrible. Their success rate throwing the ball, absolutely got awful. Their EPA per play throwing the ball, absolutely awful. On third down, one of the worst this week of any football team. Like they were really bad when they tried to drop back and throw the football. The run game was great. They were terrible trying to throw the football. And that's with Mahomes only throwing, what, eight incompletions? Yep. They threw eight incompletions and they still had a absolutely terrible by just about every like advanced metric game throwing the football. I don't know if that makes me feel better that they were able to reduce the mistakes throwing the ball. They dropped back. They played a safe game. They didn't turn the ball over outside of that one fumble, but like there was no interceptions. The ball wasn't put into danger very frequently. They hit a couple explosive plays through the air. That's all good. But then at the end of the day, it still was a really bad game by all the metrics throwing the football. Football, I don't know. I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about that versus a defense that was daring them to throw the football, you know, downfield, which they eventually did. So, I this is why I want the Chiefs to play their starters next week against the Chargers. Now that the Chargers defense presents a lot of question, I just think that they need more time. I think that this team is still trying to figure out who they are and what they do. And I think if you just sit them for an entire week, I don't know how you're going to roll into the playoffs, especially we're going to talk about soon, depending on their matchup. I don't know how you want to roll into that game and just be like, oh, nope, they'll figure it out with this team that's the last time they were out there went three of 12 on third down and had one of the a terrible performance, you know, in terms of adding points and success rate, throwing the football, just that would make me really nervous to have this be the last, the only little bit of growth that you see from the offense heading into the playoffs. I would like to see them at least match it for a couple drives for a half against the Chargers before saying, okay, we now know we have something. I get that. I get it. Um, and I think there's an argument for both sides of it um, when it comes to maybe trying to get a little bit more on tape and getting a little bit more shown and just kind of trying to continue to find that identity. I just I and I and I think my overarching statement, not necessarily just about that, but just about this game is I think they're on to something. I definitely see that there is room for growth, but I walked away feeling better about what that version of the Chiefs could look like in the playoffs. And you're saying, yeah, have a chance. That might be all this team has this year, sure. if we're being honest. They're not a Super Bowl favorite. They shouldn't be a, a chance. Favorite. I think we should all still feel good too. Like I also want to put that out there. This wasn't a Mahomes went nuclear kind of game to get this performance. You add on Mahomes, not in my opinion, I think he was definitely managing this game from the get-go. Yes. You take out the managing of the game Mahomes and put in the guy that we saw versus the Bills or with the Patriots that also doesn't make any mistakes in this game. And like it looks a little it does probably look a little different with Mahomes pressing, playing confidently. It probably does play out different. And I will say, like, yeah, I have the expectation that come playoff time, when he has to, Patrick Mahomes will play good football like he is very capable of doing. It's just a matter of can they avoid all the mistakes while he also plays that way in the same at the same way they did while he was playing more conservative. If he puts guys in a position to have to make real plays, 
because he's thrown confidently? Will they? Or are they going to let him down? Because like he's protected the entire offense all game long. He was turning down so many throws. He was not really trying to throw the ball in the tight windows. He was burying balls in the dirt when he had to. When he rolled out, he was looking to run, not to throw. He was protecting everybody. So to win in the playoffs, I don't know if he'll be able to do that. He might have to let it loose. And I believe in him to do so. I just still don't know if I'm ready to believe in anybody but Rasheed Rice right now on the off and maybe Pacheco. I don't know if I'm ready to believe in anybody else is ready to step up the same way he is. The first throw after the fumble. Do you know who it was to? There's no regret. I said it in the Discord. I I, I said what you're about to say uh, right in the Discord during this. Responded right back at it. Threw it with his chest. Tight window. Over the ball. So Noah Gray in, in a contested area. I just, that's the other piece of this too. It's like, okay, we've got a baseline. We've established some things that we think are going to help this team find success in the playoffs. And now you've got do or die Patrick Mahomes, who we've seen, oh, by the way, win a Super Bowl on a high ankle sprain. You know, like, I just, that's the thing where, like, some things just go out the window. Some of the narratives of this team are going to go out the window, I think, because there is something different about Patrick Mahomes and what he does in the playoffs. And, you know, to and this coaching staff. You know, we saw, I mean, we kind of saw, I, I think the Chiefs were kind of moving. They, 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 they were getting a look at moving some of their defensive linemen around a little bit more at the end of that game. You saw a many rushing more from the interior a little bit. They were moving some guys around a lot different. Like, I think there's some stuff in the bag that Spags definitely has left. I think there's some stuff this offense has left. And then you've got Patrick Mahomes who refuses to let this team lose. And it's going to be a close game. And it's going to be an interesting game. But I think the thing I like, I think some of the personnel choices, you're right, right or wrong. I think they, I, I know, I know MVS is a curse word now. But I think you're right that they've got to run through him a little bit. Maybe they get McCole Hardman involved down the field. Um Rasheed Rice was awesome. You know, I they were not they were not honoring that vertical even a little bit. I mean they they had that middle field safety over three. Lane leaning heavy three and basically daring them to throw that vertical and they did it. So the Chiefs showed some promise in the run game. They showed some promise uh you know, with the, some vertical passing, Mahomes still took some opportunities to throw with his chest. I mean, I don't know. I think there's building blocks there for this team to find success in the playoffs. I really do. And with that elite defense, I feel I feel encouraged after rewatching that game, even though acknowledging there are some underlying things that really have to be better for them to to win games, which is that's always been the case. Well. Here's my question for you, right? You go back and rewatch it. You come out feeling a little bit better. Do you want them to just ride off from this game into the playoffs now without the starters taking the field against the Chargers? Or would you like to see them go show you those building blocks, maybe another level to it, or at least show that they have that same foundation and that's something that they can rely on in this final week before hitting the playoffs? Like, Do you feel good enough for them just to ride into the playoffs or would you like to see it again or another level of it first? I think that's a tough question for me to answer from the outside because do we think that this team just needs another mental reset? Do they they need to just refresh themselves before the playoffs and just have a week to kind of just, you know, get back to some of their basics and and do some of that kind of stuff? Like, do you if is does not showing anything give them a chance to build off something? Right? You know, that's one of the big questions. You know, I, I so. It's tough for me to ask, it's tough for me to answer. I can see merit to both. Putting more out on tape, showing more, finding some success, building more confidence heading into it. Or, you know, do they you know keep Don't fit, sit, choose. No. I think they should sit. Okay. I think they should sit. Um That's fair. I think I, they should I think that is the I think that is the safe move. And if I'm sitting here saying comparing how they have coached and approached some games down the stretch here. And what I think they will do, I think they will sit the majority of the guys because I think that they are very, I think they would rather just take a mental reset and then hope that they can hit the ground running in the wildcard weekend, scheme up a couple things, have everybody's minds be clear, have everyone feel better, and they can make it work more so than I think that they believe that they have new changes to make. I don't think they feel like there are changes to be made that would be that beneficial. 
I personally would just like to see them try because I feel like I don't think it's good enough right now is my personal belief. That's why I would like to see them try more, but I don't know if they believe that. I wholeheartedly think that they aren't out of ideas, but they just don't know what to do to make the offense more consistent, to be better than it is right now. If that's how the coaching staff feels, then you might as well just rest guys and let them feel better going into the playoffs. And does it matter playing against a team with nothing to play for that may not even game plan to the same level that they would in a different situation? You know, like, what does this game really give them? What kind of look does this game really give them? What kind of things can they set up for the playoff? You know, like, there's a lot of questions there too, right? Um, Oh, yeah. I do think it's kind of funny. The Chiefs did absolutely no gimmicky stuff against the Bengals either. You know, they did it. Yeah. They really weren't. They, 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 they weren't trying to be gimmicky at all after what happened the week prior. I thought that was. But they didn't have any. They don't have any of their gimmicky guys either. Like Hardman played, but like not yeah. really. And they only have one running back that they even wanted to put on the field. Like they desperately did not want to put Michael P. Ryan or Keontae Ingram on the field. So, like, I, I think that probably limited what all they could do a little bit as well. But, like, yeah, motion seemed down. Funky formation seemed down. It seemed a little bit more like, hey, you're just going to kind of go out there, line up. Maybe there will be one little bit of pre-snap motion, and it was usually like a Travis Kelsey or a tight end, and then we're going to run the play to, yeah, to to help with that. And so that that is, wor- that is worth monitoring going forward. Is that going to be what it always is? Or was this a, we're not trying to put anything else out there? Like, that'll be, that'll be intriguing. This was a great question from Butch Davis. Does Donovan Smith get the star if he's healthy? Happy New Year's. Hey, happy New Year's to you, Butch, and thanks for the super chat. We really appreciate that. Um, it's a great question. Um, I don't know. I, I think, you know, if you're going to try to run the ball a little bit more in the playoffs, I think it's a I think it's Wanye. Um, Wanye's not been good. Wanye's had some really rough moments, too. Uh, the sack. I mean, the sack fumble was was close. Trey Hickson also leads the NFL in sacks this year. Yeah, I mean it's a like, tough match. Yeah. It's tough for him, right? And like, right? Okay, so and actually, this this might be a good chance to kind of just talk about the NFL or the AFC playoff field, right? Okay, perfect. Uh, because we can talk about the we can talk about some of these pass rushes that the Chiefs might face, right? Okay. And we can kind of start there. Ravens true edge rushers. Yeah. Well, Dal- Bradley yeah. Chubb just tore his ACL. Miles Garrett, okay, yeah, uh-huh, uh, yeah. Darius Smith, the combo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Buffalo, I, eh, no. I don't know. Jacksonville, they've already, yeah, I don't know, they've already beat Jacksonville's yeah. passers. But Josh Allen's playing very well. Trevon yeah. Walker has been better this year. Like Jacksonville has a good D line. I mean, Jacksonville has a good defense, has a good defensive line. Like that could be a little bit of an issue. Yes. Okay. So I, I don't know. It's a, it's a fair question. I I wonder if they aren't going to do it. I think they might. I do think they might just because... Two weeks ago, if you asked me two weeks ago, I'd say that there was just like no reason, no chance. I, Wanya Morris, the more reps he's getting, you are seeing some flashes of some stuff that has been like not unplayable, but has been game-wrecking. His game versus the Raiders was game-wrecking. Like you almost couldn't function in offense in the first half with how badly and how quickly he was being beaten. And he wasn't having really any impact on the running game. He was getting beat out in the running game as well. Then you move on to, you know, this game. And like, it's only one play that he that really stands out as unplayable. Like, not that he was perfect outside of the Trey Hendrickson sack, but like, that was a quick sack he gave up. Didn't really give Mahomes any chance. Like, Mahomes even stepped up to throw that ball and he still let Hendrickson turn the corner, pull the ball out. It all happened so fast. Like, there has been times where it has been probably difficult to run the offense the way they want to with him out there. I feel like this could go either way. I will say, I think the fact that Donovan Smith has missed this much time, they probably are, I think they're just going to run with Wanya Morris now. I think it's almost been a little bit too much time to drop Donovan Smith, who it's not like he was playing well. It's not like Donovan Smith was playing good. I think it's been too much time to just drop him back in now and expect things to probably be okay. So I think Wanya Morris keeps it, but if he they do make the change, I think it's entirely because they are a little worried that Wanya Morris on a bad day will make the offense not functional, whereas Donovan Smith on a bad day still is bad, but they found a way to kind of function an offense with it. Yeah, that's a tough question. It's going to be... An, it's gonna, I mean, I, I think... You know what? Wande may not be the worst guy to play next there this week. 
you know, we can talk more about that. I think there's, well, we're going to talk about some of these young guys that might get a chance to play against the Chargers if the, if they do indeed rest yeah. their starters. It'll be Thursday. We can talk Thursday. about playoff matchups. We do. Go ahead, Matthew. This is something okay. you were really chomping at the bit to talk about. So let's go. Yeah. Okay. So the AFC playoff picture is kind of funky. Um, the for the first th- two, okay, the one and the three seed are locked in. The one, three, and five seed are locked in. Right? Is that what it is? It is going to be the yep. Ravens are the one, the Chiefs are the three, the Browns are the five. Yes. Everything else is kind of up for grabs. So we'll start with the most basic. If the Bills beat the Dolphins, the Chiefs play the Dolphins. It's that simple. The Dolphins come to Kansas City. The Chiefs and the Dolphins play for a second time this year. Now, can't mention it. Bradley Chubb, hurt, out for the year. You add that on the Jalen Phillips, already being hurt, out for the year. A Dolphins defense that has been dominant, has been really good, not dominant, but really good here down the stretch, takes a significant step back, right? And like, you, we just saw the Ravens absolutely light them up. So like that defense isn't ungettable. That defense is definitely one that can be gotten. But we all also remember the Chiefs offense versus them did absolutely nothing for, you know, two and a half quarters. So like that'll be an interesting rematch if that's the one that plays out. What concerns me about that, Kent, the Chiefs have been terrible when they have played a team a second time this year. Absolutely terrible on offense when they played the Broncos again and when they played the Raiders again. We can chalk it up to bad games. We can chalk it up to them not knowing what they were doing. Unfortunate, whatever it may be, but it's a two-game sample size so far, and the results were terrible. Are we worried about that being a theme this year, that teams, once they see this version of the Chiefs once, have every answer ready? I it's it is a fair question, and they weren't good in the second half of that game, even like you know they were, and I don't know if it was Andy playing coy because he knew they were going to have to see him in the playoffs at some point, you know, because we've definitely seen them do that and just kind of manage the game from there. Um, but it definitely is a concern. I I don't know. I I the, the thing is is like if if, if we're going to play by that standard, they're going to be in a tough spot for a lot of games here you know for a few games right like sure like they've already played the bills and the jags like oh the jags don't scare anybody though i know i'm just saying i agree no i agree that's something they're gonna have to buck at some point if they want to win the super bowl so like i get the concern i think this team's a little bit different than they were especially like the version we saw last week or this week against the Bengals is a little bit different than what the dolphins saw and i think you know Maybe some players and some roles are better defined. You know, it's a it's a great question. I I think I'd rather play the Dolphins though. I think the Dolphins are one of the teams I think I'd rather play. Jalen Waddle's been you know we'll see if Jalen Waddle's back for the playoffs. Yeah, they've lost. They, the Dolphins looked bad last night. They looked really bad yesterday, and they look like they are fizzling out a little bit as teams see this this offense more as the personnel for this offense struggles. You know. Tua can get got like, I mean, he got got last week, and I mean, it, Tua was banged up a little bit yesterday too. So, yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I, I mean, th- like, as far as a team that's good, seeing the Dolphins come to Kansas City, where it's probably going to be a little chilly. You know, we're talking playoffs here. It's going to be a little chilly. Seeing that Dolphins team come in there with a at least at best injured Jalen Waddle, a hamper Jalen Waddle, miss, missing a both starting defensive ends. That is a game on paper that it seems like the Chiefs should be able to get into a defensive struggle with. And are you going to trust, you know, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs? Are you going to trust two in the Dolphins with all those injuries? Like, I, I, I think you feel okay about that when you're sitting here looking at it and saying the Dolphins are a 12 and five team, you know, that might, or I guess 11 and five, they would be coming to Kansas City in that scenario. Like, at 11 and six. I think that is, that's okay. Like, you can live with that scenario if you're a Chiefs fan. So then we flip it. The Bills win. The Bills automatically go to the two seed. All right, now let's let's play it out this way. The Steelers and the Ravens have to play, right? The Steelers, so the Dolphins, we have the Dolphins winning this game. The Steelers and the Ravens have to play. If the Ravens win that game, that means the Bills come to Kansas City, right? So if the, the Steelers with their starters play the Ravens with their backups and the Ravens win and the Bills lose, the Bills come to Kansas City, that game looks a lot scarier to me on paper than the Dolphins game does. And I know the Chiefs almost beat the Bills. I think... You run that game back again that first time and you have Tranquil that is healthy or Nick Bolton not coming in in like his first game back that is in there. I think there's a very good chance the Chiefs potentially win that game. Like the Chiefs are getting back help from that first game that was very close that could help them. My concern still comes down to, man, it's a team that is playing the Chiefs for the second time. What answers did they see from that Chiefs offense that the Raiders and the Broncos also saw? I feel a lot worse about the Bills coming to Kansas City than the Dolphins. 
I think I think you're right. I'd be I'd rather play the Dolphins than the Bills. I would, what I'd really like is for the Dolphins to beat the Bills and then the Steelers to take care of business against the Ravens backups and then the Bills miss the playoffs. <laughs> like they yeah. the Bills scenarios are essentially like very likely it's either like almost like two seed or bust almost. Yeah. <laughs> if, and I would if, say Paul is Paul is right here. I had the Titans beating the Jags still plugged into the machine. The uh Titans also have to beat the Jags for the Bills to come to Kansas City. They yeah. If the Jags win, they are the seventh seed, not the sixth seed. Um, so I have that one slightly off. So like there is a path for the Bills getting to Kansas City. It's just very narrow. It right. like, the most likely won't happen. And I think the the Jags have something to play for too, I believe. Yeah, if the Jags lose, they're they're out. Like right. they probably miss the playoffs too. So like the Jags kind of have to win. Um so like the Dolphins seem like a very likely matchup. If they lose, they come to Kansas City. Then besides that, your next likely matchup is you look at the Texans or the Colts. The winner of that game is coming to Kansas City. Like I think that's the way it pretty much plays out. Uh, no matter what, is the winner. If the Jags win, the winner of the Texans Colts gets the sixth seed and comes to Kansas City. Yeah, I uh, yeah I I I think they're like it'd be crazy if the Bills just miss it entirely. It would be kind of crazy. Like, and there's, there's a non-zero. Like, there is a non-zero chance that the Bills miss the, miss the playoffs. Like, I know, like, oh, yeah. non-zero. I mean, like, it's not low. It's not that low. All it all it takes, right, is the Jags winning, which versus the Titans team, which they should probably beat. It takes the Steelers beating the Ravens back up, and the Ravens should be playing for absolutely nothing in this game. Like, they might as well be taking the double bye here. Yep. And then it's the Dolphins versus the Bills in Miami. Like, it, it's three games. I think to the. Do the yeah. Titans have to win? Yeah, the, the the Jags have to beat the Titans. But like, it's not. It's definitely not a nothing burger for the. I mean, I, this. Yeah, I mean, I and I think it's very likely the Steelers and Jags win. So it's literally going to come down to, and this is probably why it's on Sunday Night Football, is Should if be. the Bills beat the Dolphins. Like, yeah. and look, the Bills are going to have to show it all to get to beat the Dolphins. You know, they're very likely going to have to show it all to beat the Dolphins too. So like. This team, the Bills, and here's the only here's the only thing with the Bills, uh, as far as like being scared of playing them. The Bills are running on are going to run on fumes into the playoffs. They are every week's been a playoff game for them, and they were not good this week. Like they <laughs> like they Bailey Zappi bailed them out. I mean they 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 had four points off. They had four turnovers and twenty points off turnovers in that game. Josh Allen was real bad. Like they are going like I don't know if this team can consistently string enough together to win the Super Bowl because they've been playing in playoff games for a long time. And if this situation plays out where the Jags beat the Titans, very likely, and the Steelers beat the Ravens, I think likely. Now you are literally it is a, an emotional team having to fight for their life again to get into the playoffs and yeah. have show their cards a lot more, right? And so then the sample size on Joe Brady gets out, but they don't have any margin for error. So they're going to have to really kind of empty the clip a little bit to get past the Dolphins. So, you know, that's that's Okay, so something to pay attention to. Call it now. Who wins, Steelers or Ravens? Steelers. Okay, who wins, Dolphins or Bills? Come on, I, think it's the, I think it's the Bills. 60 points. I think it's yeah. the Bills. <laughs> I think it's the Bills. 60 points. Okay, so that mean, that would put the Chiefs at playing the Dolphins, right? But let, let, let's say the Dolphins win. Would you rather play the Colts or the Texans? I would rather play the Colts. Okay. Um, just because C.J. Stroud is him. And Gardner Minshew is not. And so, like, I know Gardner yes. Minshew's found the monarch of success here, but, like, I don't trust Gardner Minshew to, to, beat, to beat the Chief fence. I'd rather play the team that, yeah, yeah has that kind of offense. I think, yeah. I think, and he, in years past, I might feel differently about this because I don't think the Texans' defense is that good. I think the Texans' defense is very gettable, and the Colts' defense is, is feisty. They're kind of that team that defensively always drags you down into the mud with them and makes it ugly. But here's the thing. I don't think it matters how good the defense and Chiefs go up against. They're still going to play bad on offense regardless. Like It doesn't matter if it's the Texans or the Colts. They're going to play a pretty poor offensive game give me the weaker offense to keep it a lower scoring game it let you know the quarterback not playing as well so yeah, yeah you would we are hoping i would assume that the colts win this game to bring them into the playoffs just in case on yep. that sunday night game there that the dolphins do pull it off you would rather see houston come to kansas city i think or not houston but the colts come to kansas city than houston i, I feel good about either matchup uh, to be clear right like i i would i feel good about either one of those matchups just i am more scared of 
Stroud being able to put up enough points versus a very good Chiefs defense Mm -hmm. than I am however much the Chiefs offense can score versus either teams. I just don't think it'll be a lot either way. Like, first time ever, I'm actually worried about the opposing team's offense playing really well versus, like, the opposing team's defense slowing down the Chiefs offense because everyone's going to slow them down. Yeah. No, I think that's I think that's a good way of looking at it. Um, are you this? Are you worried about the Browns? Yeah. Ooh. Like I don't know what scenarios are really yes. going to okay, present no, no, themselves. No, no. Yes, but yes, I am because Joe Flacco's playing out of his mind. <laughs> that, that, that's it. Joe Flacco's playing absolutely out of. If I can't sit here and look you in the, and look somebody in the eyes and say, "Oh yeah, CJ Stroud scares me because he's playing really good," but then say since Flacco's taken over, he doesn't scare me. Do I think it continues? No. I don't think any team is going to put up a lot of points on the Browns, especially the Chiefs. And so, like, if it was just deep, if Deshaun Watson was still playing, I'd feel fine because he wasn't playing very good. Joe Flacco is just, he just doesn't have zero cares in the world, is slinging the ball around out there. Oh, maybe he throws an interception. Chiefs don't get those. Maybe he throws a touchdown. Like, Chiefs don't give up a lot, but like, they, it, the way Flacco's playing, it's possible. So, like, yeah, I, the Browns are not an easy matchup for the Chiefs. I think that defense will make it really hard for the Chiefs' offense, and then it will just kind of be which offense can muster up enough points. And unfortunately, Flacco's playing really good. I'm trying to think about, like, I don't know how many real scenarios there are where the Chiefs would see them either. I mean, it would have to be like, it'd have to be the two seed losing to the seven seed, I think. Right? Or, yes. Yeah. The, the, the Browns would obviously have to win, the seven seed would have to win. Yeah. Or I mean, the Browns would, or it would be in the championship game, and the Browns would have to go beat the Ravens. Which, hey, the Browns have beat the Ravens this year already. Like, I, I get the Ravens are playing really good right now. I'm very st- good, like very, very good. I'm still a little dubious. I just, I prove it. Just prove it once. Just get to an AFC Championship game. Like, and I know they don't have a. It's not a. It's not a, a lot for them to do that this year. But just. They have won four straight games versus teams that'll probably be in the playoffs. Only one of them was even a was only one of them was less than a fourteen point win. Yeah, they are they're rolling right now. I, yeah. I don't know they're rolling right now. I understand. Did they peak too early? We'll find out. What else do they got? What you got? What you got, Lamar? Prove it. Uh, but they've been playing. Yeah, they've been playing insane lately. Yeah. Um. Don't get me wrong. Okay, so you have the Chiefs playing the Dolphins in the first round of the playoffs. That was kind of your prediction because it was. I think, I think so. so. I think so. And I think a, that's what's going to happen. A, I think that's a fun. It's a fun game. Like removing the Chiefs hat. Like that's a fun game. It's a rematch. It's Tyreek Hill coming back to Arrowhead for the first time because the game was in London before. Like it's Tyreek Hill coming back. From a Chiefs fan perspective, you get a little bit of help that the Dolphins are dealing with injuries to their defensive line. So like that maybe gives a little bit of a boost to an offense. They already played. You have seen the Chiefs slow down this Dolphins offense. You just saw the Ravens with a very similar game plan, like game scheme as the Chiefs run. Like they do a lot of the similar stuff on the back end. You just saw them slow them down. So like there's some definite hope the Chiefs can have the upper hand in in some aspects of this um, if that game were to happen. So like, yeah, I think that's a pretty good. And then I guess that's worst case scenario, right? Like that's the best team that the Chiefs are probably looking at playing unless a lot of crazy stuff happens and it's the Bills. Like, so it's not bad. It's not a bad playoff outlook for us as Chiefs fans who are dealing with a lowly three seed for the first time in five years, six years? It's it's been a few. I mean, they haven't been better. They, it's been a two or a one. Uh, yeah, and look, the it, and this is where, like, hey, the Dolphins have to play next week. They have to play. I mean, Chiefs, and this is weird, the Chiefs, I, I think the Chiefs should sit, man. The more I think about it, I think they should sit, regroup, you know, use this as a use this as a bye week. Get healthy, get right, get ready to roll. You know, I I don't know what playing this version of the Chargers does for them. And I, I relative to getting fresh, as fresh as you're going to be, especially since you're going to have to play three games to get to the Super Bowl. I can start game planning for some of these teams. Yeah, I, I sit them. Sit them. I was already team sit, but now I'm just like very definitively team sit because I don't think any, every other team has something to play for this week except for the Chiefs and the Ravens. That's it. Those and are the, the only. I guess the Browns too. Yeah, that's true. Browns are pretty much locked in there too. So there's only just rest them. Just rest them. Just just do it. 
I think so. I mean, I I really want to see them go out there and do something productive and like build on. We've seen two different versions of positivity. We've seen the Mahomes dragging the offense versus the Patriots, where he was absolutely insane. And then we saw this this offense against you know this past week against or this yesterday against the Bengals, where he was very conservative but played a clean game, just conservative. There's positives from both. I would really like to see them mesh a little bit, and I don't know if I think you are just going to sit for a week and then those two things are going to come together for the first time essentially all year since the Bears game, but I also don't know if playing versus the Chargers, one, guarantees that, or two, if that would have any carryover. So, like, well, I don't know. I was going to ask you. I go back and forth. If the Chiefs go out and have a good offensive performance with their starters, yeah, do you feel any different? Yes. Interesting. What do you feel different about? And what do they have? They were able to, what would they, they have were to, able do? to build on stuff that they were able to build on? I mean, they've just been able to build on stuff. Like I, this team all year has never really like built on an offensive performance. They've never flashed something that we convinced ourselves was a good thing or a positive and then built on it the following week. The closest they got was the second half of the Bills game. You know, after the bad start, Mahomes was playing more confidently. That carried over to the Patriots game. But like, Outside of that one two game stretch, they've never really showed like a, a linear improvement from any week to week. So yeah, we're kind of excited for some of the stuff you saw against the Bengals. But what has happened this year that makes us think there's going to be another step coming forward? Like it would just be nice to see them showcase that they can really build on that and not just kind of be this baseline team that one is very up and down, but that also doesn't really have that high of highs. So it would make me feel better. It would make me feel better to see them come out and execute a quality offense for a quarter, for a half, and then sit everybody personally. But I, I don't think they are going to. And I don't know if it helps them get where they're wanting to go. I don't know if putting more out there of something successful helps. I don't know if, you know, I I, I don't know. I, I I don't, I think it to make everyone in the in Chiefs Kingdom feel better to see it. But like, yeah, does it? Is, is that going to be the, in the best interest of them having success in the playoffs either? Like, it's just, is it is it gratification for all of us to feel better about this team? Or is it is it actually going to do something to help them achieve? You know, it, maybe if it's like, hey, we kind of found a little bit of an identity here and we're going to try to piggyback on that, where I don't think this team's had an identity the entire season. Yeah. Do you really want to show more glimpses of an identity to a team where no one's really entirely sure what this team's capable of right now? Right. I mean, no, and I get that. But then, on like the flip side, is like, did you actually find an identity, or was it a one-game sample size? Sure. Like, I, and like that's the, that's the trick. Like, okay, let's say we feel like this is the identity. We're going to go into this next game, and what happens when they come out and can't run the ball like they haven't been able to all year? Like that thing that we are banking on as an identity immediately reverts back to the norm, and they had no like proof of concept that that was going to happen or stages there's there's both sides i think they are going to play it conservatively and i'm not i don't know if that's necessarily a bad idea the worst thing for this team is somebody that matters getting hurt that's far worse than that is far worse than anybody going out there and or like that has a bigger impact than them going out there and blowing the doors off the chargers right so like i think they likely lean in that direction it's just I, as a fan, would feel a lot better if they went out and showcased like, hey, we did figure out something. We can build on this. We have an idea of what to do going forward rather than just maybe thinking this game like every other game this year has been a little bit of a one-off. We'll find more about what the Chiefs' decisions are regarding personnel for Week 18. As a game does not matter, the Chiefs are the three seed in the Shout out Dale. Shout out Dale Lowenstein. Happy New Year, buddy. Appreciate you, man. Happy New Year to you. We'll uh, we'll be back later this week to prepare for Chargers Chiefs Week 18. Who's playing? Who's not? What impacts can be made? What what do we know about the the outlook of, of some of the other teams playing in that week? We're gonna talk all about that later in the week. But happy New Year to everyone! Genuinely appreciative of you all uh, supporting KC Sports Network. It's been a lot of fun today. Thank you all. Enjoy college football tonight. We'll catch you later. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.